Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. back to the dynasty rewind everybody i'm your host michael bauer the best in the business is back in business hopefully week uh what was it a week 11 that we just had or was it okay we're heading into week 12 right Mm -hmm. perfect great so all right good so hopefully week 11 was good for you and week 12 is good as well if not well hey stay tuned we're gonna get you through it so we have the normal crew everybody's back this week um after an odd week last week where we had the intern step in that was something but um (laughs) Let's let's go through and do the re- weekly rewind. I'm going to make this one quick because we do have a really, really good segment for you guys that I think is going to be super interesting. So you want to stay tuned for that. Tell all your friends. But until then, uh, the New York Jets running back Michael Carter has suffered a high ankle sprain and is expected to miss two to three weeks, which means it's the Michael P. Ryan season. Of course, A.J. Brown suffered a chest injury versus the Texans. C.D. Lamb suffered a concussion versus the Chiefs. Both him and Amari Cooper are going to be questionable for Thursday. Amari Cooper is still in the COVID-19 protocol. Zeke also suffered a set ankle originally, but I believe it was a knee injury. Um, Justin Fields has bruised his ribs versus the Baltimore Ravens. It could potentially be cartilage damage. If that is the case, he could miss two to four weeks. Andy Dalton is expected to start versus the Detroit Lions on Thursday. Um, Adam Troutman suffered a lower leg injury <laughs> awaiting test results. Who puts still better than Jay Sternberger on the, on the <laughs> <this time? laughs> I did that. Thanks. Did anyone hear about um, any updates on Troutman by chance? I already uh, know that. No, I, I knew, do know that last week there was a petition from the Saints fans to cut him. So, are you serious? Oh, wow. Yeah, be, because uh, he, I believe he false started on the extra point that could have won the game or tied the game or something. I don't know. Come on. Yeah, just right. fire him. Like, yeah. Break. Uh, Jordan Howard is likely to miss week 12 with a knee injury. Jacksonville wide receiver Jamal Agnew suffered a hip injury versus San Francisco and has been placed on injured reserve. Tennessee Titans have released Adrian Peterson and Dontrell Hilliard is going to take a spot on the roster because yeah, why not? Wow. Way to go, Tennessee. Man, bit, bad things happen when you lose to the Texans, I guess. And speaking of which, the Texans are cutting running back Philip Lindsay for some reason because, you know, we're terrible. So let's cut a guy who has been good in the past. We're going to go ahead and keep David Johnson over Philip Lindsay. It's terrible. Um, and the New York Giants have fired offensive coordinator Jason Carrot because it's his fault. Everyone is always hurt and the quarterback sucks. So um, <laughs> that is the weekly. Re- I mean, come Ooh. on. 
How I wanted to look into it. I didn't have time. How many games has Jason Garrett been the offensive coordinator and had his entire full strength roster? Saquon, Sterling Shepard's been banged up. Kenny Galladay's been hurt. Evan Ingram is atrocious. Like their line is bad. It's a year I and mean, a half. To be fair, that is true. But Jason Garrett's play calling has been terrible, even with so, the you know injured people on his team. Did you see the Dan Orlovsky video where he's showing the fact that oh, dude, three, I saw that. Wide, three wide receivers or two wide receivers and tight end all ran into the same five-foot circle on a play? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. That's that's like peewee stuff right there. <laughs> but but the thing is, you, you want to go with Garrett or Freddie Kitchens. That's my thing. It's like you're going from bad <laughs> to worse. You saw what the freak he did with Cleveland. Like at this point, I – what, and we y'all gonna make the playoffs this year? You might as well just let them ride out the season and, and um, keep it that way. Just keep it clapping going. The intern is chiming in saying that Troutman has a sprained MCL, so I'm gonna definitely miss some time. Assuming hurting a ton of my fantasy rosters, but don't worry, I still have Sternberger. Nate, got to, yeah, what what was the look for? I got a lot of Troutman. He was there in a lot of spots, like third round. So I go get Degora. Touchdown last sport. week. Listen. I started Josiah Degora a few times this year. <laughs> Nate and I are in that suggestion. I had so many bye weeks or injuries, like it was bad. I needed somebody that had a pulse to put in there. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's bad. That's exactly what it was a pulse. pulse but of was course, zero points. The week I don't start Degora, he gets a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. So that's okay, um, man. We still love you. Now, thank you for loving me. I do have a question for all of you guys, and that is, do you like DFS? Do you wish yeah. you could redraft each week within the season? If so, it's time to check out Underdog Fantasy. While the best ball platform season-long drafts are closed, there's still weekly drafts and pick-ems for every game. Support the Dynasty Rewind team and join us on Underdog Fantasy by using promo code REWIND, all caps, all one word, when you make your first deposit and you will get 100% deposit match up to $100. Bob, the way you put this in here, am I supposed to yell that? Because my daughter's sleeping in the back, so I can't really just be yelling. Uh, deposit 100 get 100 more to play with. Boom, link is in the description. We'll see you there. So basically what Bob Van Duzer at Bob Van IDP is telling you, make as many accounts as you can, sign your mom up, sign your dad up, use the promo code, play, play, play. You win, you win, we win. Everybody wins. Go ahead. Also, jump on Apple. Give us a five-star review. Gets more eyes on us, which helps us. Helps you. Help you. Can't talk today. It's been a day. Let's get into it. But you know what? Before we do, Sean, uh, you could see me back there, right? Did you upload that video I told you about? All right, great. So listen, you all know we talk about the Patreon a lot. And for those of you who come over there and, you know, hang out with us, we really appreciate you. You know, we love you guys. We love all our regular listeners too, but we've been working on something fantastic over there. So before we get into our 2022 class preview, we're going to keep it short and sweet. It's going to be like a preview of things to come. Let's go to our intern and he's going to let us know what we have going on over at the Dynasty Rewind. What's up, Dynasty Rewinders? This is Sean of the Dynasty Rewind crew, your friendly intern here to make a big announcement about an exciting project that the crew and I have been working on over the past few months. Really what this is is a culmination of a lot of hard work from everyone in the crew and the whole every single department around Dynasty Rewind. And what we wanted to do was take some of our Patreon membership uh, benefits and try to consolidate and 
optimize the way that you access this information. So what does this mean for you as a Patreon member? Well, what that means is we've created this new project called the Dynasty Rewind Portal, where you're going to be able to get all of your Patreon benefits, all of those things that I mentioned before, in one place. We've had an opportunity to actually really build out our rankings database and include a lot more information about players, characteristics, traits, strengths, weaknesses, as well as our thoughts about players. Uh, not to mention the same kind of ideas that we had before in terms of individual rankings, as well as consensus rankings among the crew, among small departments. Uh, so what we've done is we've really taken an opportunity to build this out for you because it's not only given us a chance to bring everything together in one place, but we've also been able to add to what we've been offering to you already. Not only are we going to give you rankings on where we feel like players should fall, but we're also going to give you thoughts, insight, ideas on what we feel like about their physical traits, their strengths, their weaknesses, what we're seeing on film. So you'll be able to not only see where players fall within a class or multiple classes, but what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to click on a player and it'll seem very much like a sports card might. You'll see all of the information that we have about that player within that one card or within that info or a player's page. Might even include videos on those players that have been released on YouTube. So we're going to have all that stuff linked together. So you don't have to go to six or seven different places for all of it. You can just go to one place and find it all. The new Notion database that we had to start from scratch for uh, houses all the information that I'm talking about now. And this Rewind Portal is going to be your go-to place for all of our new Patreon released information. So that that way you can access it anywhere you want, anytime, and it's going to have an extended amount of information for you. And we're really proud and really excited to offer this to you. And we cannot wait to see how much this continues to blossom and grow for you. And we hope that you love it. So Dynasty Rewind crew, thank you so much. Dynasty Rewind members, thank you for all the support. We really love that you are all a part of our family and we appreciate the commitment that you've made to us. And we certainly will honor that commitment by doing as much as we possibly can for you and continue to help you dominate and win your leagues as much as possible. All right, so that was courtesy of our intern, Sean. Great job, Sean. So that was awesome. It what was. What I'm trying to say to you is this. We are not your basic Dynasty fantasy football podcast, okay? We're not talking about what's happening now, what we are, but we're, we're trying to get you ready for what's about to come so you can always be one step ahead of all your league mates. That's how you win leagues. We're looking into the future. We're doing it for you. So – Come over to the, the Dynasty Rewind Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Five bucks a month gets you everything. And for $1 a month, you could just show your support, hang out in the group chat. There's a lot of great information to be found in there as well. So let us look ahead to the 2022 draft class. We just, uh, we have some guys on here that we want to talk about, kind of, you know, some of your bigger names. Okay. So let's start it off with this is the best of 2022 list. Early, okay, early. So don't come at me in six months and say that we're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> or do I don't care. Um, let's start off with Matt Corral. Chef, what are your thoughts? Did you get to look at Matt Corral? I know you said you were thinking about it, but I didn't know how, if you'd have time to work. 
Yeah, I got to watch him a little bit, and he's pretty athletic. You definitely have to keep your eye on him, especially when they're doing the zone reads and the RPOs and whatnot. If you forget about him, he can run. He can do a lot of things with the football. So he's definitely somebody you have to watch out for. I know a lot of people are comparing him to Zach Wilson. I'm guessing that's because of all the the weird throwing angles he throws from. I'm sure he'll get the the Patrick Mahomes comp at some point from somebody on the Twitter sphere. Um, I think that could be a downfall for him too. I think that gets him uh, into trouble sometimes as well when he doesn't set his feet and he's trying to throw from all these different angles. So that's some things that I've saw. Uh, like I say, he's an athlete, though. I think in the short and intermediate routes, I think he does a good job of being accurate with the football most of the time. Uh, the deep ball, I'm kind of worried about his arm uh, arm uh, strength a little bit uh, to fit those balls in and those tight gaps uh, when the defenders are closing in. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> but <laughs> that, that face cracked me up for a second. Uh, but I think he's a good athlete. I think he will be one of the top people in the class. Um during this season. I know we're a little bit lower on these quarterbacks in the last few seasons. We've had a couple more talents that uh, are a little bit better, uh, but I think he will be somebody in this draft class that has drafted uh, highly. Nate, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. I mean, chefs summed it up pretty well. Uh, Matt Corral is a guy that put up some really good numbers in the uh, Lane Kiffin offense. So in, in, in the SEC though, so it's, you know, it's pretty impressive. It's not just a, uh, you know, air raid offense you know playing over there like for texas tech or something like that i mean matt corral's putting up really good numbers in a, one of the hardest conferences he was the guy throwing the ball to um elijah moore last year so you know the production's been there the rushing upside has really come out this year uh though the yardage is actually pretty similar to last year he really broke out in front of us as a rushing quarterback with his 195 rushing yards against tennessee uh about a month yeah. ago and you know that's not exactly who he plays as yeah. every single down, but he has that athletic upside um, almost a little bit like Daniel Jones. You know, we forget about it, but you know, the guy like that can run even Justin Herbert. We saw this weekend with 90 yards, you know, those quarterbacks, we don't think of as running quarterbacks, but are mobile um, guys. Yeah. We've seen in the past, you know, Aaron Rodgers used to be a pretty mobile quarterback. True. Um, he used to be one of the more mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. And that's the kind of mobility that, I think Matt Corral brings, as well as some of the other quarterbacks in this draft class. Uh, we're seeing a lot of athletic quarterbacks come through college now. Uh, even the pocket passers usually have some decent mobility. So I think Matt Corral really, you know, takes that into you know his prospect profile. Um, I kind of mirror a lot of the things Chev said. I think Matt Corral is going to be a good prospect at, uh, at the end of the day for this draft class. It's going to be one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the draft class for me, and I'm expecting him to get first round draft capital so place mm -hmm. i'd like to see him go is actually uh, i wouldn't mind seeing him go replace daniel jones with the new york giants yeah that'd be good uh we got some overall rankings here and uh sean i was not listening to you before the show that is our consensus team overall <laughs> rankings over the dynasty round okay great perfect thank you sean um so you know we're talking about mobile quarterbacks and i'm going to touch on malik willis for a little bit um i saw somebody say malik willis is the next michael vick um Last I checked, Michael Vick was really good. And I'm not saying that Malik Willis isn't, but Malik Willis is really, really, really raw. At one point in Michael Vick's tenure in Virginia Tech, he had more touchdowns than incompletions. It's just something to think about. We do need to take it for a grain of salt. Why was this guy not heavily recruited by D1 programs? Why is or you know, these big power five conferences? Why is he at liberty? Look. He's accurate. He throws really, really well on the run. The ball placement is typically pretty good. Very mobile in the pocket. He runs well, but he does look to throw first with a pretty quick release, and he's fast. 
but he doesn't always set his feet well. Sometimes he needs to just step up and drive the ball. And one thing that I'm looking at a lot more too is, do I see these guys go under center? Now, is it imperative that they do it? No, but in the NFL, you are going to have to do it at some point. You mm-hmm. cannot run a spread offense all the time in the NFL. You could just, for example, look at the Eagles' first half of the season and the Eagles' second half of the season. Took the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands more, started going under center, running the ball more. And, hey, look at that. Jalen Hurts is a competent quarterback now when you have a running game. So um, I do think he has a good enough. He does have an NFL arm. It's not a Michael Vick arm. That's why I don't let – you know, part of the problem, too, is forgive me for saying this. I feel like when you see a black quarterback, you automatically say, he's a running quarterback, he's Michael Vick. That's not the case. Just for example, Corgi is not Christian McCaffrey because he's a white running back. Okay. <laughs> Stop. He's, he's, he's not. It's true. It, it is true. You know, I mean, come on. He's sneaky athletic. He goes through his progressions decently well, but there are some things that I want to see. I know he might get taken high. He's raw. I mean, he's rawer than Trey Lance was last year, mm-hmm. in my yeah. honest opinion. So yeah. he's got a long way to go. Yeah, That's I kind- think uh, – oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. That's kind of how I see him a little bit too. Like I feel like if he gets the chance to sit out a year, that will be the best-case scenario for him. And I think if a team does draft him, I think that's definitely going to be their plan of attack. I think he holds the ball a little bit too long too sometimes, and he just tries to make too many plays rather than just – throwing the ball away sometimes he just took a hit for no reason instead of just throwing it away there is a guy that i do want to find out more on though um whenever i scout players i wrote if i see somebody that pops i wrote down demario douglas who's a wide receiver for liberty Nate, i don't know if you noticed him or not i don't know what class he is but i would like to kind of see some more on him i did see him pretty explosive wide receiver from what i've seen yeah um so um, one thing I have to say about Malik Willis is that I'm pretty sure I messed Sean up. I didn't go fix my Debbie rankings until like super late last night. <laughs> so uh, his overall Debbie rank for us is probably closer to like eight. I think I have him about 18 or 16. Uh, I know, I think mm. I'm pretty sure Maddie has him at three. So, you know, that Debbie rank, he's, he's really exploded this year. Um, he, I mean, exploded last year, but I, I've ever really been, uh, you know, Totally convinced that he's going to be the next big playmaker at the quarterback position. So I'm a little low on him compared to Maddie, but the athleticism and the potential is definitely there. Yeah, Mike, I think he was recruited by Auburn, by the way. I'm not sure what happened there, but I think. Oh, he well, was. they have Bo Nix. Why would you need Malik Willis when you have oh, Bo Nix, baby? Oh, do, Nate, do we have to scout him? No. I'm not. Yeah, probably not. Okay, thank God. I don't, I don't think he's, don't think he's even going to come into the draft this year. Might as well stay another year. He's so bad. Sorry, <laughs> Auburn fans. <laughs> Sorry, Catherine Webb. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about Brees Hall from Iowa State. Phil, what are your thoughts on Brees? Sean, who made this? Who made this? Ohio State. What? QB. Wrong. <laughs> QB what? <laughs> hold, hold on yeah, a second. It doesn't matter. Sean, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what? <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's talk about Iowa State running back Brees Hall. Why don't you lead it off before you fall asleep? No, I'm not falling asleep. You all know I got small <laughs> eyes. But anyway, um, Brees Hall, we all know, well, for people that don't know Iowa State, um, I kind of comped him to uh, David Montgomery, and I wasn't 
doing like uh, helmet scouting, as Nate would say. But uh, I saw a lot of that in him. He has a lot, really good uh, contact balance and really good speed. But his production to me is like really, really good. Um, he scores a touchdown literally almost every week, um, and he's pretty much you know the head of that offense. Um, I feel as though when he gets into the league, he should be able to be one of those three down backs who can who can catch the ball out the backfield and, and do all that stuff when it comes down to it. Now, he's going to probably need a really good offensive line like David Montgomery has because um, he doesn't have the elite speed. He just has like just regular speed, but he gets the job done. Um, so when it comes down to it, I just want to see him uh, go to a good team with a really good offensive line when uh, when it's time for him to get drafted. All right, Nate, do you want to finish it up with Brees Hall? Yeah, Brees Hall, that's a guy that I was have been big on for a while now. He was my running back one coming into the season for this draft class. He still is my running back one for this draft class. I understand he lacks like that uh, high upside athleticism mm-hmm. that we like to see our mm-hmm. running backs you know, show up with. But to me, he's a guy that is going to churn out yards. He's going to be a great NFL player. And I think he's got great touchdown upside, which really gives him the fantasy upside, I think, in this situation. And he's a good receiver. He's not the greatest receiver in the world. I could see him mm-hmm. coming into a position. We've even talked about maybe he's a Dolphins pick like in the second or third round. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's taking the first, second downs, and Gaskin's taking the third. You know, I could see that his first rookie year as he kind of gets better in pass protection and, you know, becomes a more natural hands catcher and uh, route runner. But I think he has what it takes to be a, become a workhorse to the next level. I don't think he's ever going to become one of the top guys. I think this entire draft class is kind of missing one of those top guys at the running back position. But I think Brees Hall gives you enough upside with a very safe floor that he's still my running back one in this draft class. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I'll say about Brees Hall is this. Takes every single inch of it. But he that does. being said, Nate's <laughs> right. This class, as of right now, doesn't have any guys that look like they're going to be like Najee Harris's or anything like that. But I think mm-hmm. we're going to get some solid starters from this class. Please keep in mind when you're doing your rookie draft, even in the first round of your draft, you may or may not be drafting a running back one, wide receiver one. The classes all change. You're just going to have to sometimes, you're going to be drafting a running back two or three in the first round. I took uh, Keyshawn Vaughn in the first round of a league once. It happened. Um, what what, it, what is up with the hands over there? Like, what what are you what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's, I'm Italian today. <laughs> you, tell. Hey, you, be, you look a little Sicilian to me, but um, so That's I actually fine. we have to do a little bit of a <laughs> rewind here. Um, I forgot about Sam Howell because how could I forget about Sam Howell? Um, how could you forget? Definitely did forget so, about him. Nate, you are a Sam Howell fan, right? I am. I'm not. So why don't I let you go first? All right. So uh, this is another guy that's been my quarterback one coming into the season. Um, I know even last year while we were watching Demi Brown and Daz Newsom, uh, we were on here debating uh, if we actually like Sam Howell or not. He's a guy that, for me, uh, has always shown off a good arm, uh, the ability to make plays outside of the pocket. He's got that rushing upside that we've just talked about. You know, doesn't have the top mobile quarterback, but he's mobile enough to make plays happen. Uh, looking at this year, I mean, he's got decent rushing stats, not too far off from Matt Corral. Actually, has more rushing yards at 717 yards, while Matt Corral only has about a 560, I believe. He's uh, leading his team in rushing, and he's also you know out there still throwing for 2,700 yards so far. Uh, he missed last game, so he, he would be over th- uh, 3,000 most likely. And he's doing all this without Michael Carter, Javante Williams, Daz Newsome, and Dimey Brown. I mean, this guy, his team got decimated by the NFL draft last year. 
So he's still gone out there and done well, 22 touchdowns, only eight interceptions, and he's making plays down the field still. So he's a guy that I think even with what we've lost in his weapons, he's still stayed productive. And that's something that we see a lot of college quarterbacks struggle with. You know, once they lose some star wide receivers, and it really goes downhill from there. And, you know, North Carolina has been making a big push. There, he's a quarterback that's winning games from. He's not the most consistent guy, and I'm going to always hold that against him in this in his prospect profile. But he reminds me a lot of Baker Mayfield. You know, mm-hmm. he offers me that kind of upside. I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to become you know one of the top quarterbacks in the league. It's a similar situation to the running back situation we just talked about. You know, there's a lot of guys in this class who are going to be you know decent at their position and starter quality, but never going to give you that you know top elite tier. And I think Sam Howell, once again, gives me enough upside with a safe enough floor. I've seen the production since freshman year. He's my quarterback one. I'm old enough to remember when Baker Mayfield was the number two overall quarterback in Superflex. You guys remember that? Remember when I disagreed and everyone thought I was fucking stupid? Those were good times. Here's what I see with Sam Howell. He is a better runner than he is a passer. He's extremely inconsistent. Um, I think the receivers pad his stats, specifically Josh Downs, who popped to me a lot. Um, Nate, you said that he's leading uh, the team in rushing. That's because the team gets down. And when they get behind, he just looks rattled. I will say this. He will stand in the talk in the pocket and take a hit to deliver the ball, which is fantastic. He's gutsy. You know, everybody wants a quarterback. That's a baller. That's what I've been told. Um, He does throw with anticipation. He has a quick release. He can at times handle pressure. Well, when North Carolina is winning, when they're not, like I said, he gets rattled pretty easily. Um, My comp for him is Jalen hurts with a better arm. If I could be honest with you, just watching him play. Um, Yeah. So, as of right now, I don't know who my quarterback one is. I just have them all tiered and circled because I only watched a few. I can tell you one thing. My quarterback one is not Phil Jakovic from Boston College. <laughs> That's He's terrible. It, it looks like a slower Matt Ryan running around out there. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, he moves in the pocket well, but, you know, I don't know. I see a lot of inconsistency. And, you know, you're saying your comp to him is Baker Mayfield. Does anyone really want Baker Mayfield right now? I mean... <laughs> Maybe a healthy man yeah. in the field. I was gonna say he is hurt. So, but um, also give the ball to Ty Chandler. I like that guy a lot too. Yeah, and actually, I looked it up just to double check. At one point, he was leading the team in rushing. He's no longer Ty Chandler's now above him. So, yeah, I like Ty Chandler. Um, okay, let's move on to running back Isaiah Spiller, uh, Texas A and M running back Isaiah Spiller. Chev, let's start with you on Isaiah Spiller. Are you a fan? Are you not a fan? Or how you feeling? Yeah, I actually really like him. I haven't done too much RB scouting, but uh, he really pops out, man. He's got a lot of athleticism. Uh, if you're not ready to hit him, he's going to make you look silly. I mean, he can get lost in a phone booth. Dude is insane with his athleticism. Um, I really like how hard he runs the football as well. I mean, he's not going to go down easy. He's going to make you pay if you're re- going for him on the outside. Uh, he's going to finish his runoff, especially on the sidelines. Uh, that's what I've noticed in the film. I'm a little bit nervous for him, though. I think he bounces the ball out way too much, and I'm not sure that athleticism is going to transfer over as well uh, as it is in college. So that's a little bit worrisome for me. I think he's a great athlete, though. I think he can catch the ball really well as uh, as well. Uh, I mean, he's played really great the three seasons that he's been there. So he's just somebody that I, I think he's just going to be athletic freaking. If you get him in space, he's going to be a big problem in the NFL. Uh, but I'm a, just a little bit worried that his vision 
gets a little crazy at sometimes and he just bounces it out for no reason. Uh, and that kind of worries me moving forward. Yeah. Um, Nate, I'm going to let you finish one, this one off, but the only thing I, I want to add to that, to what Chev said, um, he lines up everywhere. I saw him at mm-hmm. wide receiver and fullback and he blocks too. Yep. Yes. Which mm. like I tell everybody, if you get on the field, you have an opportunity to produce. Yeah. He's just a good teammate. Yeah, he is. I mean, this, this dude's out there doing whatever he needs to do. Yeah. You know, just like uh JJ Arcega Whiteside last week. <laughs> Pork, you see that one? 21 yards, bro. <laughs> he has Let's more receiving yards this month than Jalen Rager. <laughs> So, <laughs> Nate, do you want to finish off Isaiah Spiller for us? Yeah, that's I mean, that's another thing I actually had on him as well. I thought it was pretty good in pass protection. You know, he's going to get on the field mm-hmm. early in his career on third downs, passing downs because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he knows how to use his hands, which we see a lot of running backs, you know, rely on throwing their body around, uh, trying to get someone with a chip block. But mm-hmm. when a defender's running in, chip block's not usually going to get done in the NFL. So mm-hmm. uh, I was impressed with his pass protection. Definitely offers a lot of as a receiver. He's one of the better receiving backs in this draft class. Uh, so he's definitely going to you know have his bread and butter there. Uh, at the next level, I think he could be a good PPR running back in fantasy football. So uh, a fit for him, especially that I like, is like the Cardinals. I think he'd be a great fit for the Cardinals. He has that oh, athleticism. He's also six foot one, two 225 pounds. So he's not just a little scat, you know, satellite back. This is a guy who could handle, uh, you know, all workload. He could handle all three downs and, you know, give you that upside of a second or third round running back that you're looking for. Uh, the only things I really have against him, I don't, you know, think he's as good of a runner as some of the other guys in this class. I think his vision's not super great. I'm actually a little down on his patience as well. I don't think he's a very patient runner. He definitely kicks it outside too often and just doesn't have what it takes to, you know, consistently battle through the traffic and at the line of scrimmage through the middle of the field between the tackles. But um, overall, definitely one of my top running backs. He's uh, top three for me right now. Um, it's kind of all in the same vein at my top three. And he's, he's very strong in there. I don't seem to go anywhere away. And I think he's going to probably get second round draft capital. Okay. Uh, one other thing I wanted to add, his stop and start ability is pretty impressive too. Especially yeah. for his size, six foot one. Yeah. Big dude. Um, kind of reminds really me of not Jonathan. that smaller than Brees Hall, actually. Mm-mm. Reminds me of Jonathan which makes, Ward, which makes Brees Hall look bad. <laughs> I wish Jonathan Ward didn't get injured. I was really excited for him this season, man. And if if he would have he stayed healthy a couple more games, he would have had been, 13 touchdowns in six games or whatever games. <laughs> he would have been Eno Benjamin's spot, and I would have really enjoyed watching that. Yeah, I was Injury this close to finding the next incredible deep sleeper. There's still yeah, time, man. So, hey, let's talk about – I know Pork is chomping at the bit for this one. Let's talk about Kenneth Walker from Michigan State. Phil, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so uh, Kenneth Walker for me uh, at this point of my scouting is my RB1. Um, obviously, he didn't have too too much of a good game last week because Ohio State just pretty much blanked him, which I kind of enjoyed. But um, from the things I've seen prior to this game, his vision is probably one of the best I've seen in this class so far. Um, he anticipates a lot of uh, tacklers coming at him. He's able to move out the way and uh, use his lateral quickness. Uh, and with his lateral quickness in the backfield, um, he's able to jump cut really well and read his cuts perfectly to run up and down the uh, run up and down the field. So I enjoy that a lot about him. Um, my biggest issue for him right now is his pass protection. Um, he's not the best at it at this point. Um, he's that's going to need a whole bunch of help. I'm not really sure if his coaches is helping him out with that a lot because I see that a lot coming out with a lot of these college uh, running backs. They struggle a lot with that, so we just got to see. <laughs> just got to see how that goes. But uh, 
right now he's my RB one just based off of his pure talent, um, just with his vision and patience and and uh, his production as well. Uh, he was at I think about a week or two ago he was he was doing really well to a point where he might win the Heisman. So um, that might go to shroud after last week. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking about my Ohio State players. So I got too excited. <laughs> yeah, well, we got another one coming up and a few players that you can rant and rave about but i was also oh, told yeah. that uh, kenneth walker can't be good because he transferred from wake forest thank you twitter um chev you have anything <laughs> to add to kenneth walker his pass blocking for his size is miserable he doesn't get mm-hmm. his hands on anybody isaiah spiller is a completely different player from him and that's why i think isaiah spiller would get a better chance to be a three down guy rather than uh kenneth walker because you can't trust him i mean it is it's just pitiful how he tries to block. I mean, he just dives on the ground, hopes he hits the knee and knocks him down, and then right. he just chips everybody that he goes after. And as good as a runner he is, that really worries me uh, for him getting on the field. I just think he plays with so much power and speed. It, it, it's beautiful to kind of watch just how physical he can be and and how he just bounces off. And his contact balance to me is just it's incredible. Uh, so I really look forward to seeing him uh, at the next level. I think he's got a lot of good traits. Um, I mean, I wish I would have seen more than one year where he was just balling out like this, but uh, sometimes you get blessed for going into the transfer portal. And this is one of those good cases where you see somebody getting benefit from that. So really excited for him moving forward. Nate, do you have anything to add or did they touch it all? You muted. I love Kenneth Walker. I think he's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was actually watching him last year with Wake Forest and I was pretty impressed by his just ability to move side to side. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's pretty great how elusive he is in tight spaces. Um, That's and that's something that I think really sets him apart from the rest of this running back group. Uh, Not not many of the other running backs in this draft class are as agile as he is and can just create the way he does you know the best running backs create yards for themselves and he does that and he does it consistently and that's why he was up there for the heisman and just taking the nation by storm so um overall he's not my running back running back one yet but i think there's a great chance by draft day that he is uh like i said he's in that top three kind of all there in the same page just kind of waiting to see what the tiebreaker is and uh, his production this year has been really impressive. So definitely a fan of Kenneth Walker. would love to see him in Seattle. Mm-hmm. That would be a fun spot for him. Nate, are you wearing a beanie? I am wearing a beanie. Interesting. Um, <laughs> let's talk now. Um, Nate, I'll let you start about uh, Traylon Burks. Oh, yeah, this is my guy. Um, my wide receiver one by far. I think, I think he's a guy that's going to just – go crazy in this draft process. I mean, we're going to be talking about Traylon Burks as one of the top draft prospects at any position by the time this is all said and done. I don't think people are ready for his combine and how well he's going to test at six foot three, 225 pounds. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how excited we got about Chase Claypool two years ago? And that was a guy out of nowhere from Notre Dame. And it ended up being like, what, a third or fourth, third round pick, I think. You know, I think he was a second. Second, yeah. Second, yeah. Pretty impressive, actually. But Traylon Burks is going to test out of this world for his size. We're going to be going crazy about it on this podcast a couple months from now. And I'm going to be saying, I told you guys, the hype is only going to increase. He's going to be a top 10 pick when it's all said and done, I think. 
just the fact that he brings that physicality and that size to go along with that athleticism. I mean, I don't know what's stopping him from, you know, reaching that CD lamb, Jamar chase level of wide receiver. I think he's, he has that kind of potential. Um, I'm not sure if he's, he's, he's quite as good of a, prospect just because the production hasn't been there as much but i think that's more of the team around him than him as a prospect Mm -hmm. and just everything he does he does well and then when you add the physical ability on top of it he is just just a guy that i think is has only up have you watched him block you're going to complain about his run blocking yep i knew it and yeah (laughs) for his size his run blocking is not great he definitely needs to improve on that he doesn't even get in someone's way it's it's the willingness like yeah. I watched the play. I was, and I, I just see the dude comes by him and makes a tackle. And then afterwards he goes like that on his back. And I'm like, what? <laughs> why even do anything at this point? The play is over. Like just, okay. You're not Randy Moss yet. You can't just uh-huh. not block. You mm-hmm. gotta make, dude, you're six foot three. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you see these tiny little slot receivers, out there mowing defensive backs over. There's no reason Traylon Burns at six foot three and two hundred and thirty-two pounds can't put somebody on their ass. There just isn't because you don't want to. So that to me, the only knock on him is people might say, "Is he soft?" If he doesn't want to do it, it's just an effort thing. I think just yeah. Want sure. There's plenty of physicality at the catch point, so I'm not. Yeah, I don't think it's because he he's soft. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying like maybe an NFL team says, eh, you know what I mean. There's always that possibility. Um, I really don't have anything to add to Traylon Burks. Uh, Nate pretty much hit it on the head here. So, um, and now to hear Pork talk about some more Ohio State players. Do you want to? Do you like, want to start? Do you want? Do you want somebody else to start that? And then I'll no, up no, it's fine. Talk about Garrett boys. Wilson, Phil. Go ahead. <laughs> so Garrett Wilson. So we're going to be talking about two uh, Ohio State receivers here. We got Garrett Wilson and, and Chris Olave. Um, in my opinion, it might be unpopular, but I feel like Garrett Wilson is better than Chris Olave um, for a few different reasons. Um, Garrett Wilson, for me, um, is a little bit more of a better violent runner, as I would say, and he gets open a little bit quicker um, in, in the intermediate to uh, the short routes. Um, but uh, that's what I like about him. Um, I think he's a little bit faster, too, as well. So um, when you see, like, when you're watching the game, pretty much, Garrett Wilson seems like the person that's a little bit more dynamic. He can make stuff, uh, open up stuff while he's up open in space and uh, do a lot of yak. Um, that's what I love about Garrett Wilson. Uh, anybody else want to talk about Garrett Wilson? The floor? Uh, Nate, I believe we had you written down for Garrett Wilson. All right. Um, yeah, Garrett Wilson is a guy that we knew coming into this year had a lot of potential to take the next step up. And he has, um, he's been producing for Ohio state. He's had some really great games coming on here uh, recently. It's a little bit of a slow start to the season, but uh, the entire team kind of had a slow start to the season. He's now uh, nearing a thousand yards. He's got 11 touchdowns. You know, he's averaging over 15 yards per carries. I mean, per catch. So he's out there producing with that Ohio state team. And not only is that production there, but his ability to run routes and make, you know, find space to get open, create separation, not only down the field with his speed, but also at the intermediate in the short area. Uh, he's a great route runner, one of the better ones in this class. And he's got the size, I believe he's six foot one, six foot two, a little bit lankier, but 
you know, he has the size to still make those contested catches, be someone that the quarterback can rely on, you know, a young quarterback even. So Garrett Wilson kind of has, you know, a really good all-around profile. I wouldn't say he does anything at a super, super top level other than his route running, um, but that gets you pretty far in the NFL, especially if you have a good enough area um, outside of that. So everywhere else, it's pretty solid. I really like hit. his uh, screen game too. Hips are good. Okay. Hips are really okay. good, uh, especially on the, the short and intermediate type stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, Thighmaster Porkman Simmons. <laughs> would you like, let's start you off with Chris Olave then too. Let's keep okay. the uh, so, the blocko rolling on the Dynasty Rewind. That was the most disgusting thing I've ever said on this podcast. Before, <laughs> go ahead. Oof. Um, Chris Olave is probably one of the most talented uh, wide receivers that's come out of this class, um, as we can see. Um, I think he has elite speed going downfield, and he's probably one of the smoothest route runners in this class. He doesn't do, like, any of the head fakes like anybody else or does, like, you know, juking, pe- trying to juke people out their boots. Um, this guy literally just runs down the field, runs a post, and literally just runs past you. I'm not sure how he does it, um, but it's, it's actually pretty cool to watch. Um, Shroud, um, early on, he wasn't able to give them the ball too much because they really didn't have that big of a um, like a rapport because it was his first year he's a freshman. But as the season went on, um, they're just dropping dimes further down, further, further down the field. And Alave is, you know, he's catching the ball really well. He's a really good hands catcher, um, not really a body catcher as well. The only thing that bothers me is I don't see too much of anything else other than going deep. Um I mean, because he's open all the time and, and it just works for that team. But I don't see anything in the middle. Um, I don't see any ins or outs or or what else other than that. So that's the thing that kind of makes me nervous. And I don't want to say my guy is going to might be a possible bust. But that's that's my that's just my uh, my vision right now. Um, I just want to see a little bit more physicality from him. I know the NFL now people receivers are stepping back um, seven, eight yards to where they're not they're not bumping and running, but if they do, if he does go against an elite corner, I see him getting shut down. So I think he needs to build up that physicality so he can work on the middle and intermediate routes and work from there. Um, it was a receiver years ago that came out that did the same thing he did. And he was a complete bust. He was trash. You know, Devin Smith, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't want to see that again. So I hope that when you get to the combine, somebody talks to him like, hey, you need to you need to put some weight on. You need to work on this, work on that, so he can get better with stuff like that. Chev, anything to uh, – or I'm sorry, Nate, actually, we have you for uh, Chris Olave as well. Look at this. Yeah. Got two Ohio State fans in here. Oh, hey. Oh, oh. Don't put me on that list. Hey. Um, I'm, you I'm also, be my friend? I'm not a Chris Olave fan. Um, I'm not super down on him, but – I know some people are ranking him as a top three, even top five wide receiver. I think a lot of places yeah. consider him a top five guy, but uh, I just don't see it. I don't think he does anything uh, well enough to really, mm. you know, put himself above some of the other prospects. He's a pretty solid prospect, uh, a guy I wouldn't mind having on my team, but I'm not I'm going to reach for either. Uh, I mm. see him more of a second round prospect, early second round, just because he gives you a really good floor. I mean, I think he's going to find himself in a lineup as a very solid wide receiver too for some team. Um, I don't think he has the upside to be anything more than that, honestly. Uh, just doesn't have the ability to really create a ton of yards after the catch. He's decent at it. Uh, certainly not bad. He's athletic enough, but just 
just lacking those elite traits. Uh, I do mm-hmm. like his route running. I think that's probably the strongest part of his game. Seems to be an Ohio State thing. Uh, they all have good mm-hmm. route runners out there. But at the end of the day, uh, despite the improvement in 2021, I think it was a good idea. He went back to college rather than declare last year. I think I would have had him mm-hmm. as a third-round prospect. Uh, this year, you know, he's getting some first-round hype. He's definitely going to fall into, uh, you know, at worst, into the second round. So worked out in his favor, but it just doesn't offer the upside that some of these other guys do uh, for me to rank him high enough. Mm-hmm. Right, and yeah. the crazy thing for me is that I know we're really early because it'll be probably twenty twenty three, but I believe Smith and Jigba is probably better than Garrett Wilson and Olave. That guy might Ooh. be the best of a bunch. Yeah, he is because he's. The, I think he's the only receiver that has a thousand yards, and there's a possibility that all three of them can get it in one season. Oh yeah, it's got to feel cool. great to just be a quarterback at Ohio State. You got all these running backs <laughs> that come out and just are incredible. You get all the wide receivers. I mean, Penn State's got the tight ends, though. I don't know how State tight end game. In line, I, I don't see it as Penn State's. Then did Kiseki go there? Yeah. yeah. Look at that. There you go. We That's got running backs too. We would have had if Journey Brown didn't have to retire. Is that hard sure. issue? But sure. we have Noah Kane. Yeah, he's Kane. He plays Noah like <laughs> the the Big Ten from the nineteen fifties. <laughs> three yards in a cloud of just nothing. He's three <laughs> yards in a cloud of mush. That's what Noah Kane is. You're terrible. I hate you, Noah Kane. Wow. Seriously. <laughs> everybody on your team. All right. Tonight's first. So, hey, let's move on. Let's talk about David Bell from the University of Purdue. Uh, Chef, why don't you start on David Bell? Yeah, so David Bell is honestly a guy that I feel has been – he's been lost. I mean, a lot of people I don't hear talking about him – but I think he's a good, great wide receiver, actually. I think he's somebody that is very physical at the catch point. I mean, his, his, he's not physical at blocking. He never gets in the right position to block somebody, but that's okay. We, we don't count on him to block. Uh, but he changed direction really well. His route running is crisp. I really do like what he does off the line. I'm curious to see what he does, what he's going to do when he's up against uh, some more athletic corners that are going to jam him a little more. Uh, so I'm interested to see how he's going to work on that because we really I didn't see too much uh, in the film. So that's something I'm interested in seeing from him. His yak is incredible. Uh, it's hard to take this guy down. He can juke you out your shoes as well. And he, he runs physical. He gets as many yards as he can, and he does uh, his best to get his team in better positions. And he's always moving his feet. So I really do like him a lot. I mean, he's been really he's been really good. I mean, he's been playing behind Rondell a little bit, uh, but. I mean, he's just forgotten about. And I think uh, going into the draft season, a little bit closer to that, I think he's going to be a name to watch. And I think he's going to be somebody that uh, if people don't start talking about him, uh, you can get him later and you're going to be very happy in the NFL and in fantasy. So uh, be on the lookout for him. Uh, I would love to see him in Green Bay. I think he'd be a good fit there, especially Mm -hmm. if Devontae Adams leaves. I think he'd be good. But if Devontae Adams somehow stays and Aaron Rodgers stay, uh, sky is the limit for that guy. Yeah, I like David Bell, too. Um, I think he, he prototypes to me as an outside wide receiver in the NFL. He's got good hands. Mm-hmm. Routes are pretty good. Comes back to the ball really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he is hard to bring down, Chev. You're right. He's. I wouldn't say he's elusive. I would say he's just a physical receiver when he gets the ball mm-hmm. in his hands, which is good. You know, you need guys like that. Yep. If you're trying to close the game out and you're running the ball – but you flip a quick pass to this guy and then he's hammered defensive back. So you got to wear the opposing team down. So these things are all important. Um, I think he's pretty smooth. I mean, one of the things that 
and it's not really a knock on him, but his stats seem to be just hindered by his quarterback. You know, I'm not really seeing some very good quarterback play from Purdue. Yeah, I don't know who, if they've really had anybody great since like what Drew Brees has been there. That was how long ago. <laughs> I mean, I just look. I really, I just don't know. Have they had anybody that's been noticeable since then? Really, it, like name a really good Rutgers quarterback. Oh wait, there wasn't one. Exactly. So, uh, you know, he's, he's a good contested catch receiver as well. I didn't mm-hmm. think he was very good on screens, however. Um, but hopefully a good coach sees that and doesn't try to force the issue. So A lot of um, slants. A lot of yeah. slants. But that's good. You know, a coach does see, like, okay, this is what you're good at. This is what our quarterback is capable of. Let's do this to keep the ball moving, keep our offense on the field. So that's a, that's a good thing. Chef, yeah. I pretty much agree with everything you say. I think he could be a value. He's a guy I don't want people to talk about because I want to scoop him up as late as possible <laughs> yeah. and stash him. Yeah. To be yeah. honest with you, uh, he six foot two, two hundred five. You know he projects as you know a pretty good size for the NFL, and the production yeah. is there recently. Um, looking mm-hmm. back at his recent games, um, if he played against uh, what Northwestern last week and he had twelve receptions for hundred yards, but in the two games before that against number four Ohio State and number three Michigan State. Mm-hmm. So two games against top five opponents, he combined for 22 receptions for 320 yards. Uh, doesn't matter where you're playing. That's really, really good. Um, so the production is there. You know, I think that's what some people were waiting for because he had a really productive freshman season, but then really struggled last year during the COVID season. Uh, mm-hmm. Even without Rondale Moore, uh, you know, he just didn't seem to handle that wide receiver one position very well. But this year, definitely looking much better. So Sean is chiming in. Uh, Purdue quarterbacks: Bob Greasy, Jim Everett, and Kyle Orton. So a lot of journeyman quarterbacks. Jesus, there. you know what mm. I mean. Oh, also, I do want to say, speaking of quarterbacks, Trace McSorley has been signed to the Arizona's Arizona Cardinals active roster. So Trace McSorley's season in the desert. If you think I'm obnoxious now, just wait to see what happens if he gets on the field. It is going to be awful. For I hope he does not get on the field. I will say that. Better than Colt McCoy. That's all I had to say. Um, Colt McCoy. Stop. All right, let's move on to the next prospect here. And this is Jalen Weidermeyer. I hope I said his last name correctly. He's mm-hmm. a tight end from Texas A&M. Phil, why don't you start with Jalen Weidermeyer before you fall asleep on your comfy couch? Shut your mouth. All right, so Jalen Weidermeyer, tight end for uh, Texas A&M. Uh, 6'5", 265. Freaking big, big old country guy, right? Mm-hmm. So you would think he's 6'5", 265, he can block. No, he can't block worth a lick. Um, which is crazy because you you would think with that type of with that type of size, he would have some type of uh some type of power. Um for his speed and burst, it's pretty much adequate for his size. You know, you're not expecting a burner for for a guy like that. Um his release is pretty good as well for his size. His route running is just eh, because they don't ask him for do much. Um, but I think his best attribute is his hands. Um, he's a really, really good hands catcher. Um, so when you throw a ball to him in a red zone, um, he's almost – it's like 50-50. You know, you say 50-50. more, it's like 75-25. So when they throw the ball up, majority of the time he's going to catch it um, in the end zone and <clears throat> and give you some points there. Um, for, uh, for the NFL, for me, I'm not too sure – uh, only because of the blocking, he really needs to work on that. But if they put him in the slot, <laughs> couch man, <laughs> if they put him in the slot, 
um, and use him as a receiving tight end and, and don't put him down the three technique, I think he would do really, really well. And um, the, the, the issue is he needs to work on his blocking. So he's probably going to be one of them stashes that you put for um and just and just let it let it wait and see if it see if it works because he he has the talent to be a really good receiving tight end just the blocking is just absolutely terrible yeah and that's actually pretty funny because he actually came in to the texas a&m team as the block blocking tight end mm-hmm. sorry nate this is the last last uh prospect you're going to be talking on tonight so i wanted to get your theme song in there real quick. thank you <laughs> thank no you problem. for today's Debbie player of the week, it's Jalen Weidemeyer. Um, <laughs> this is actually a guy I believe was a Debbie player of the week last year uh, during the season. I think I talked about him. Um, he actually came in as the blocking tight end of his recruiting class for Texas A&M. They actually had another tight end named Baylor Cup, who was a higher rated recruit and supposed to be the athletic receiving tight end. Baylor Cup ended up getting injured his freshman year. Jalen Weidemeyer took over the role as a true freshman and just took off. Um, really impressive stats as a true freshman in the SEC. Um, let me bring him up here. Looking good at six foot five. You know, you, you say he's a big guy. Freshman year had 32 receptions for 447 yards and six touchdowns. That is really good for a college tight end. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think he's a day two prospect. I think he offers a lot of upside. I kind of comp him to Julius Thomas, you know, a little Ooh. bit of a throwback name there. A guy that, is you know has the size has athleticism but not quite like Jared Cook athleticism mm-hmm. but the athleticism get down the field make the big catches in the red zone and also you know break the seam open every now and then so if he can put his blocking together uh he could be a you know full down tight end otherwise i think he's definitely going to you know like most tight ends start out just kind of as a receiver in some packages and we'll see where we go mm-hmm. from there okay yeah i, I really, really like i really like his profile it was just when it came down to a blocking and three technique, he was just getting embarrassed. And I'm like, just put him out in the slot and just only have him in packages in the red zone. And I think he can fit like that in the NFL. Do you know who's a good blocker at Texas A&M as a tight end? Uh, Jace. Jace Sternberger. Chev was saying it. See that? Blocker. Can he catch, though? He can catch. The, he can catch his do we, do we get fancy points for, uh, for, for blocks, sir? Yes, pancake blocks. Certain leagues do that. So let's move on to our last prospect of the day. See that, smartass? And we're going to talk about Cade Otten. He's a tight end from the University of Washington, as some people say, some people in this area. Who says Washington? (laughs) You ever ever been to my grandparents' house? No, Mike. I don't know your freaking grandparents. Well, they're all dead now. But if you would have been there, you you would have heard my grandmother say she has to do the washing. So... Um, Chev, start us out on Cade Otten from the University of Washington. Tell us what you think, and then I'll finish it up. Yeah, so I was actually most excited to actually watch this guy. He just he just a grinder, man. He was out there getting good positions on almost every single block I've seen him go to, and, I mean, it just really got me excited. I, I usually don't get too excited for these tight ends because usually they're just bum sauce. Uh, but, I mean, he's an awesome tight end. I think he – he has potential to be a good receiving tight end as well. He's not like uber athletic, uh, but he can definitely get the job done in the receiving end. I love his blocking. I hope he can gain a, a few pounds uh, over Thanksgiving and get a little bigger. Uh, that way he can kind of get in the trenches a little bit more and not get pushed around as much, but he's always in good position. He's always doing the right things, and uh, there's not too much film on him out there yet. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So I didn't get to watch too much highlights. I did check out his highlight tape, and I mean, he has good hands. He's plucking the ball out of the air uh, with ease. So he's definitely somebody to watch out for. Like I said, he is just a guy that is a great grinder, um, and he is just always in the right position. And he's always just – He's always around the ball, too. So wherever the ball ends up, he's always there blocking somebody or doing the best that he can to get that running back or whoever's running the football or catching the football more yardage. So I definitely think he's somebody that probably won't be a high-end tight end in the NFL, uh, but he'll be somebody that is important to your NFL team uh, more than anything. I'm not saying he is this guy, but I'm seeing a lot of Zach Ertz in his game. Just in the fact that he has a knack for getting open in the middle of the field mm-hmm. and he catches the ball and he's very productive doing that. Everybody, again, everybody likes to think that Zach Ertz was this colossal physical freak specimen. Zach Ertz made his living turning seven yard passes into 13 yard first downs. That's how Zach Ertz got paid. And he mm-hmm. caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Two of them. One, two. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But anyway, he's physical. He's a big dude. He, and he catches pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. And Chef's right. You know, he he's out there trying to block at least, which is more than I guess we could say for Jalen Weidemeyer, whatever the hell that guy's name is. I forgot already. So I like this guy. I want to see more film on him. And the good thing about guys like this is I feel like a lot of these West Coast Pac-12 guys get kind of forgotten about because they're on so late at night. Obviously, you know, USC, Oregon, like a guy like CJ Verdell, these guys are going to get more draft hype because – from bigger programs, but Washington isn't really as big of a program. So I like Kate Otten. He's a guy that I'm going to be targeting. I don't know. To, as of right now, like if I had a late third, early fourth ish, Nate says a fifth, four or five, four or five. Okay. I don't mind reaching on a player that I like, though. You guys know that. I'll always go yeah. get my guy. Yeah. And Kate Otten, you know, I think he hasn't quite stepped up as much as I was hoping he would this year. Um, I think the whole Washington team is not great this year, especially in the passing game. But last year, they only got to play four games with the Pac-12. Uh, two of those games, he had like eight catches, 100 yards. Started out this season with eight catches in his first game. You know, he was going to be like a, a, a great production tight end in college. And I was going to, you know, amplify him into some good draft capital. Hasn't quite taken off, but, you know, a lot of what he does, NFL teams like. So I think he's... Still kind of sneaks in there, maybe the fourth, fifth round. And, uh, hey, go anywhere with their tight end's position. So, mm-hmm. see what happens. And uh, Coach is always like a willingness to be coached, too, and a guy that will do anything that's asked of them. Yeah. Um, so, hey, look, that was our best of 2022 list. Early in the quote, he's up there, up by Nate's head. Um, thank you for hanging out with us. And <laughs> would you guys like to know who my running back one is, by chance? Then you got to stay tuned until the offseason because I'm not going to tell you now. It's called a teaser. But until then, I can tell you if you are looking for a new way to play Dynasty, there's a way that you could do that to go deeper than just drafting, trading, and setting lineups. Hey, if that's true, then come on over to DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner.com is the new and improved way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football at its deepest level, featuring new challenges like managing a salary cap. You know, rookies are of value now, but what about in the future? You can build your dynasty around the cap and make the tough decisions when the time comes. New leagues are forming, and it's time to own your dynasty at DynastyOwner.com. Let them know that we sent you by using the code Rewind. Link will be in the description. So good stuff tonight, guys. Appreciate hanging out with you guys. But until we head out, Chev, you got something for us? 
I do. I do. I want to tell everybody happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Uh, we're super thankful for everybody that follows us and listens to us, especially thankful for Mike. I mean, look at that beautiful noggin he has. So <laughs> thanks, Mike, for everything you do. Uh, but we're going to be out of First Thessalonians 5, verse 18. It says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. I know it's tough. When things are going bad. It's hard for me to be very thankful. Uh, but when I look back at those tough times where maybe we lost a close game or maybe something didn't go my way in life or at work or uh, anywhere in life, you can just think of a time in your own life where I was, you can be not thankful for something. And that's okay. You don't have to be thankful all the time. But at the end of the day, you'll realize uh, there's a bigger plan for you uh, and that sometimes those situations that happen that you're not thankful for, uh, you'll be thankful for them later, uh, just the way things happen in life. So uh, I'm just super thankful for everybody that listens to the podcast, all the people on the podcast. I mean, Sean does a great job. At, it seems like we bust his balls a lot, but, man, that guy does a lot of good work. Maddie does a lot of good work behind the scenes with graphics. Nate is the Devi guru, especially with Maddie as well. I love listening to them and just hearing all their knowledge. And Bob, Bob is great too, man. He's doing all this YouTube content. And then you got Pork Man. Just the bald-headed couch man that he is. So uh, thank you guys so much. I appreciate everything that you guys do for this podcast and appreciate you guys' friendship too. All right. And right back at you, Chef. Uh, good words from a great man. And happy Thanksgiving from all of us at the Dynasty Rewind. And if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, then just happy Thursday. Uh, make sure you set your lineups. There's more than one game this Thursday. Uh, set them early. Set them often. Get those waiver claims in if you need to. Make sure you check us out. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Please show some support to our sponsors in Underdog and Dynasty Owner as well. So for Chev, Phil, a.k.a. Couchman, you can find him on Twitter at FFCouchman, Nate and myself. Until next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Sean, take us out of here. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind, please rewind.